This is Josh Sumby, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Drayton, North Dakota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network on a Thanksgiving holiday morning. I'm Don Wick. We'll have an update from Whitney Pittman as well this morning. It's going to be a, a cold and breezy Thanksgiving day. High temperatures will be in the teens in far northern North Dakota and Minnesota. Low, tw- uh, low 30s actually possible in portions of South Dakota. The winds will make it feel closer to zero. The futures market is closed for the Thanksgiving holiday. Trading will resume at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Advanced Trading Risk Management Advisor Tommy Grisafi is focused on what's going to happen in that Friday market. Friday is December options expiration. That's a big deal. Options will expire at 12 on Friday. Hard open at 8.30, no overnight on Thursday night. So we come in, we open at 8.30. We'll have a little South American weather to digest. And then we'll move on from there. It should be an active open and then uh, could get quiet pretty quick unless unless we gravitated to one of the big strikes in the uh, December options, uh, it, you know, in corn or beans or wheat. But when I say this, I more think about corn. It could happen in wheat. I do, I do think you could see a little bit of fireworks in wheat on Friday. Innovus Agra President Brett Elke is home after a week-long trade trip to Argentina. Elke, who's a farm management coach, described it as an eye-opening experience. It's fascinating to learn about the economics of production agriculture in an environment where they've got 120 to 150% inflation per year. A new Argentine president was elected over the weekend. Javier Mille won with a 56 to 44% margin. And he's promising to overhaul Argentina's troubled economy. It was very pleasing to the people that we met down there that they've got a change in leadership. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. The new president is going to be supposedly more of a free market guy. Mm -hmm. The, The challenge is, is that the House and the Senate haven't changed that much. So it's going to take probably more time than what, uh, you and I would anticipate with a change, a shift from the left to the right like they did down there. Argentina is the world's number one exporter of soybean meal and soybean oil. Those exports have been restricted as the current administration attempts to hoard dollars. President Joe Biden spoke by phone with the incoming Argentine president yesterday. Javier Mille is a conservative with plans to deal with runaway inflation. Biden and Mille spoke about shared interests that includes food security and clean energy. North Dakota Grain Dealers Association Executive Director Stu Letcher says the harvest is wrapping up in most of the state. You know, it sounds like we've gotten some good weather, so uh, harvest has progressed. Uh, you'll probably notice there's a lot of grain piles around. Uh, um, so... Uh, it's, I think a lot of elevators are, are getting to that full point, so hopefully we get rail service continues to be decent. Um, maybe talk some of these farmers into making some sales on the grain so we can move it. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, the weather's been great, and it sounds like it's been a, a, a good yield. Or, you know, the corn and the soybeans turned out pretty well, so that's good news. The sunflower harvest, though, is lagging. Yeah, and I think there's probably still some sunflower harvesting going on, but, you know, this weather is sure helping. Uh, if we can get another...
couple of weeks of this, we should have just about everything wrapped up. The sunflower harvest continues across the northern plains, as mentioned. National Sunflower Association Executive Director John Sandbachen says the quality of the crop has been very good. Right now, you know, USDA back in October projected that both North Dakota and Minnesota would set a record state yield. And, you know, just from the yield reports that we're hearing, it definitely, you know, most guys are in that 2,500 pound or higher, you know, in a, in a lot of cases. So um, it looks like it's going to be another really nice crop and, you know, hopefully wants to be very profitable. Sandbachen expects the harvest to wrap up within the next couple of weeks if that weather holds. It's one of those things, as long as we don't get any snowstorms or anything like that, you know, people are still picking away at it. I know there's still quite a bit of corn out in some places, and it just, in some areas, the moisture it just hasn't been able to dry down. And we've had, you know, situations where the humidity was a little too high, but um, we'll, we'll eventually get it all off. I, I would assume here in the next, you know, couple weeks here we should be done. The turkey put on the Thanksgiving Day table today likely came from Minnesota. State Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson said 20% of the turkeys produced nationwide come from Minnesota. We count about 600-plus turkey farms in Minnesota of all sizes. It, it really is a big, almost a billion-dollar industry in Minnesota, so really uh, important to see. It's been a challenge this fall with uh, avian influenza. We're working through that. Uh, you know, really think about the growers uh, in that situation, but incredibly important when we're home to, you know, uh, you know whether it's Genio or Northern Pride, Turkey Valley, the, you know, some of the bigger, uh, biggest turkey processors are right here. Minnesota exports over $100 million worth of turkeys each year, most of that going to Mexico. There were 776,000 workers hired by farmers and ranchers nationwide during the week of October 8th. That's down 1% from October of 2022. In the Northern Plains region, which includes North Dakota and South Dakota, the labor force was down 3%. The Lake region, which includes Minnesota, was down 5%. Farm workers in the Northern Plains were paid an average wage of 19.37 per hour. In the Lake region, hourly wages averaged $20.38 per hour. The wheat trade ended mixed yesterday, the Chicago wheat closing higher across the board. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops says export sales to China brought some support to the market. It's a little strength from that private export sale this morning. Um, it was, you know, a couple cargoes of soft red wheat to China and a sale of corn to an unknown destination, which a lot of people will assume end up being China. China's been an aggressive buyer of Brazilian corn here lately. But, yeah, with the soybeans trading lower, corn wheat being pulled off of its session highs, you can see a lot of intermarket spread trade taking place with Chicago still gaining against Kansas City and gaining against uh, Minneapolis. The corn and soybean markets were impacted by South American weather and a sharply lower crude oil market. Uh, long ways to go in their reproductive phase for both corn and soybeans, but markets becoming very sensitive to the weather issues. The fact that crude oil fell out of bed early this morning, is not uh, helping out the corn, soybeans, or the bean oil, for that matter. Uh, see, crude oil is trying to recover some of their losses from earlier this session, and um, that may help us a little bit. DTN Progressive Farmer has named a Halstead, Minnesota farmer to their 2024 class of the best young farmers and ranchers. Five honorees were selected each year. Rachel Arneson joins 70 past and present winners. Each farm needs to have a successful business plan and showing progress. Uh, 
interest in in innovation and looking to the future really for where you know what what's next we we always have to be learning and adapting as farmers and uh, so a lot of that they look for in um, in awarding this title Arneson says her role as president of the Halstead Rescue Squad and dedication to community involvement played into the receiving of this honor, but also helps other farmers and members of the rural community. That was certainly paramount to um, some of their criteria for this award. And I, I just think that that goes hand in hand with farming as well. Um, community involvement, as well as just the health and safety of your community members being on the Halstead Rescue Squad. I mean, farming is one of the most dangerous occupations out there. So knowing, having having that training and knowledge not only benefits me on my own farm, but my farming neighbors and um, obviously just the people in the Halstead area. The Senate Agriculture Committee will consider the nomination of Summer Mersinger for another term as Commissioner of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission on Thursday of next week, November 30th. Mersinger was first sworn into office in early 2022. Previously, Mersinger served as Chief of Staff for CFTC Commissioner Don Stump. From 2004 to 2016, Mersinger was an aide to South Dakota Senator John Thune. And the Potato Expo trade show in January will have a record number of exhibitors. This event will be January 10th and 11th in Austin. This year's show breaks the previous record set in Las Vegas in 2020. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The South Dakota Cattlemen's Association will be celebrating its 75th anniversary, that milestone at their annual convention and trade show, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week in Watertown. President Eric Jennings says resolutions concerning carbon pipelines should generate a lot of conversation. We've, we've gotten a lot of uh, resolutions that have come in already. Uh, the policy chairs, we have seven different policy committees, and, and those chairs have been working on their agenda. So we're kind of putting some things together. But uh, I think one of the topics that's going to, to certainly come up still is the issue of eminent domain and the gas pipelines that uh, are carbon pipelines that, that have been proposed in South Dakota, uh, even though one of them's uh, now pulled its permit. There's still one that, that's active. Um, uh, so it's, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll need to work on some policy uh, towards that. Well, the farm bill is a priority. Jennings says much of the policy is already in place. They continue to work with lawmakers to drive that forward. We've got some proposals out there that, that we've been working with our congressional delegation on uh, concerning uh, nap grazing, uh, allowing buy-up coverage for uh, nap grazing. You can get a 50-50 level of, on nap grazing right now, but we would, we would like to see the same opportunities for grazing that harvested forage has in the, under the nap program, and that's to be able to buy up the coverage so you can increase uh, the return per acre or uh, the yield per acre. So uh, working with the congressional delegation on that one, the corn harvest is all but done across the country. DeKalb brand manager Jamie Horton is seeing varied conditions. As we look across really the, the whole Midwest, you know, some places were completely dry. We had a lot of drought in certain areas. Um, some areas now have recently got rains or got late rains, and so I think that certainly helped yields 
uh, within our corn. Another thing that we saw quite a bit of is increased rootworm pressure, and so that's something that we continue to monitor. I know we continue to see that, especially on those corn-on-corn -corn acres. For 2024, DeKalb is introducing the new VT4 Pro technology and expanding its SmartStacks Pro lineup. For VT4 Pro, we've got six brand new products uh, across relative maturity, and similar, we've expanded and I believe have six brand new products as well for SmartStacks Pro that will be available through relative maturity. And of, of course, your local team would have information on if that fits your, the maturity that you're planting. Once again, markets are closed today in observance of the Thanksgiving Day holiday. No overnight trade either. Things will open with a hard start. 8.30 tomorrow morning, uh, December futures will uh, expire tomorrow. So that may bring a little bit of volatility into this uh, very thin holiday-type market here at the end of the week. As we check in on the farm calendar, NDSU Extension has a webinar on backgrounding calves, uh, managing the backgrounding of calves. It'll be Tuesday night, 7 p.m., you can contact NDSU Extension, your county office, for more details or to register for that uh, upcoming webinar. And the South Dakota Farmers Union has their state convention. That'll start on Wednesday next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. This is the Red River Farm Network.